From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Welcome to this edition of WIA National News for week commencing May 7, 2017. I'm Graham VK4BB. Rail connectivity project to fix mobile black spots. Critical comms are reporting how mobile black spots will be fixed along Victoria's five busiest regional rail corridors. Commuters will experience improved mobile coverage and connectivity along the Geelong, Ballarat, Bendigo, Turalgan and Seymour rail lines, which see more than 15.5 million passenger trips annually. Victoria will be the first state in Australia to implement in-train technology used to boost the signal from mobile towers outside the rail carriage to devices used inside. Conference supporting technologists in community broadcasting. Registrations are now open for Technorama, a conference supporting technologists in community broadcasting. Technorama was created in 2008 when four passionate technologists, including one of this WIA's news service correspondents, John Mazels, VK2JPM, were appointed as founding members of the CBAA's Technical Standing Committee. The special guest for TR17, Steve Ferrugia. Chief Technical Officer for Broadcast Australia, who is actively working on the future of communications in Australia. Pacific Battle and WIA Remembrance Day Contest The Battle of the Coral Sea has its 75th anniversary this week, commemorating a time when the enemy Japanese wanted strength and presence in the South Pacific, including occupation of Port Moresby that would have posed a great threat to Australia. Coral Sea, May 4-8 in 42, was a strategic victory for the Allies, being the first time a major Japanese advance was stopped. However, World War II continued until 1945. Then all hostilities ended in the Pacific with the surrender announcement of the Empire of Japan. To honour this, the Wireless Institute of Australia members who paid the supreme sacrifice in the war, the WIA began the annual Remembrance Day contest. The major WIA contest is on the full weekend closest to the end of hostilities in the South Pacific. The date also known as Victory Over Japan Day and Victory in the Pacific Day. This major World War II battle has been remembered all these years and in fact in 1968 was honoured in a most unusual way as an operational name for a fire support base during our Vietnam involvement. The Battle of Coral, Balmoral, was a series of actions fought during the Vietnam War between the 1st Australian Task Force and the North Vietnamese 7th Division and Viet Cong Main Force units, some 40 kilometres northeast of Saigon in Bingdung Province. This commenced May 12, some 26 years after the Battle of the Coral Sea. Lest we forget. Can an echidna fly? Well, if you're a spiny anteater named Anstey and you're in the company of AREG, the Amateur Radio Experimenters Group in Adelaide, South Australia, you can not only fly, you can soar. That was the fate of Anstey, a plush toy echidna who got a trip into space with the help of the Radio Amateurs Group, including Mark Jessup, VK5QI. Anstey went up into the sky via a high-altitude balloon, one of many this amateur group has launched over the years, as a way of grabbing the attention of young South Australians at the Tea Tree Gully Library at the end of last year. The plush toy is the library's mascot, and she became a mascot with a mission. Now the celebrity echidna is back at the library for another appearance. 
May 8, youngsters will visit the library, learn about the journey, meet the well-travelled toy and celebrate the first echidna in space. And likely, she won't be the last. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au WIA Board Talk National Volunteer Week, May 8-14, to is an annual celebration to acknowledge the generous voluntary contributions being made throughout Australia. Its theme, Give Happy, Live Happy, reflects research that shows volunteers live happier and healthier lives. Volunteering Australia estimates that more than 6 million people are volunteers. Our WIA has about 100 key volunteers and there are many more helping out, including those in radio clubs. Recently, the WIA consulted with its 10 volunteer committees and then with the membership on a charter for volunteers. The aim of that document is to set out the expectation of the volunteer and that of the WIA. Volunteers contribute so much to the running of amateur radio, spending countless hours on delivering member services which are mostly taken for granted. The WIA Board of Directors are all volunteers who work hard for the membership throughout the year and prepare for the WIA Annual General Meeting this year in Harndorf. Volunteers are the mainstay of the not-for-profit WIA through its operations and services in advocacy, education and support for the amateur radio community. To all our volunteers who, through dedication and support, continue to make it happen, a very big thank you. The Wireless Institute of Australia has released its audited financial report for the year 2016 to WIA members. The WIA board decided it was in the best interest of members to have the financial report audited rather than reviewed. The board wishes to answer members' questions that relate to the financial report as fully as possible. Members have been encouraged to submit questions that can relate to this financial report by Monday, tomorrow the 8th of May, so those questions can then be sent to the WIA's accountants for their response. Questions received at the annual general meeting in Harndorf relating to the financial report will be taken on notice. The financial statement, director's report and auditor's report for the 2016 year is available as a WIA member download on the WIA information webpage. The committee reports for the open forum will be released shortly, also on the wia.org.au website. Now, have you booked yet for the AGM weekend at Harndorf? Regularly, the VK5 Organising Committee have had event reports on this broadcast with an excellent rundown in the May edition of AR Magazine, as well as on the WIA website. Healthy levels of interest have been shown on what promises to be another great weekend. However, there has to be a close-off for bookings, which is at the last possible moment. This is so the final numbers and payments can be made to the various providers and venues and registration packs be completed. The closure of all bookings is today, yes, today, Sunday, May 7, when the booking form will be removed from the WIA website. A reminder, though, that the Sunday afternoon equipment demonstration put together by Grant Willis, VK5GR, and his team which will be taking place at the Harndorf Overland Football Club, is a free event and visitors are most welcome. The WIA AGM Weekend, Harndorf, South Australia, May 1921. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In VK5, it can be heard on 7.177 lower sideband using the FreeDV 1600 mode 
at 10am Central Standard Time. I'm Charlie, VK5 Kilo, Delta Kilo. Hello, I'm Jeff Emery, VK4ZPP, and I've been thinking. As the Wireless Institute AGM comes closer at the picturesque Handorf, the financial statements and auditor's reports have been released on the Institute website. They were quickly copied to other websites and comments started to appear. The ferocity of some people towards board members in the past months leading up to the postal ballot has been remarked upon before. It seems that some of these commentators are prepared to expose themselves and the administrators and owners of websites to legal action still. Some think that the internet is a private wall on which they can create any graffiti they like. A well-reported court case in Western Australia a few years ago created a precedent that courts must follow still. If you post comments which are available to others and those comments defame a person, that person can take action for defamation against you and those who control the medium of transmission. There are many classes of person who will feel it appropriate to pursue legal remedies if they feel their professional status and reputation have been injured by your post. The most obvious are legal and accounting professionals, and it is a fact of life that they will have the funds to play this expensive game called litigation. Now, we've all come across the amateurs and were probably brought up on the golden rule of treating others in the manner you would wish to be treated. Some of the posts that have crossed my screen would hardly accord with good manners the intent of the amateur's code, let alone practice the golden rule. There's been a certain anarchy practiced on the internet for years, but courtesy is supposed to be part of amateur radio behaviour. Common sense would suggest that people do not do risky things, and blatant defamation could be the greatest risk to your financial security, apart from a cyclone. I'm Jeff Emery, and that's what I think. How about you? From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. International news with thanks to IARU. RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, WIA Local News Service VK7, VK3 Papa Charlie, and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Gentlemen, please. No doubt about it, those pommies over in the old country sure know how to act when it comes to the important matters of ham radio, like elections. At the RSGB AGM 22nd of April, Steve Hartley, Golf Zero Fox Uniform Whiskey, stood down as chairman but has been co-opted by the board to oversee Yota 2017 and the introduction of the RSGB's new strategy, which was launched at the AGM. Peter Blair, OBE, Golf 3, Lima Tango Fox, has been elected by the RSGB board as Honorary Vice President. Peter has been an inspiration to over three generations of radio amateurs, not only by his own achievements, but also by communicating his enthusiasm and technical expertise to thousands of others around the world. In his lifetime, no one has better demonstrated how amateur radio and professional engineering can be combined to reach the highest levels in both fields together. 
The link to this story can be found in the text edition of this news at wia.org.au. And while we're talking AGMs and the like, notice has been given to South African hams that the 2017 annual general meeting of the South African Radio League will be convened in Mulder's Drift, Saturday 6th of May 2017. The Chelmsford Weekly News reports hundreds of people flocked to Marconi's birthday bash, which celebrated his groundbreaking radio work in the city of Chelmsford. The bash at Sanford Mill Chelmsford featured talks by Tim Wanda, Golf 6 Golf Uniform X-Ray, about Marconi's marvellous inventions, and the Chelmsford Amateur Radio Society operated Golf X-Ray Zero Mike Whiskey Tango on the HF bands from the 2MT Marconi Hut. Caroline Hammer, Learning Development Officer, Chelmsford City Council said, Sanford Mill is a wonderful resource for the people of Chelmsford and it was great to see so many people, both young and old, fascinated by Marconi's groundbreaking technologies attending. The Minister for Communications announced the outcome of the New Zealand Radio Spectrum Fees Framework Review on the 11th of April. The changes announced included that the number of fee categories will be reduced to four, including a new standard fee category for most licences set at $150 annually, including GST. The online payment discount and the licence interference investigation discount will be discontinued and a manual payment fee of $25 established. These changes will take effect in late 2017. For WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Now, believe it or not, or help John out. G'day, I'm John, BK4JKL, with a story of a celestial vision said to have occurred at a Cairns Anzac dawn service. Taking the cue from a well-known radio presenter, is this a thing or not? It is the day after the 2017 Anzac commemorations in Far North Queensland. During our local ABC drive show, our presenter introduces someone who said they saw a phenomenal vision from Trinity Beach while looking east over Trinity Bay during a dawn service. We are told it was a very emotional experience. The vision seen was the rising crescent moon with a star nested within it. The star looked as bright as Venus. Records show the moon rose over the Coral Sea at 04.52 on this morning. Records also show that this moon was only 1% illuminated. A second person called into the program and said they had also witnessed this vision and added that Channel 7 may have taken some video. Putting credence to this phenomenon, on the 23rd of April, we find the thin waning crescent moon has passed 5 degrees south of Venus. On the 25th of April, 2017, Venus is within the constellation of Pisces. Now, you might speculate... What has this to do with Anzac Day? Well, my friends, this crescent moon with a star nested in its cup is the flag of the Turkish Empire. When Lieutenant James Cook sailed past where Kansas today, it was Trinity Sunday, so he named Trinity Beach, Trinity Inlet and Trinity Bay. This little black duck is not superstitious, nor is he frightened of shadows in the dark of night. This phenomenon was a thing. Have we any astronomers in our midst who can add weight to this vision on this Anzac Day? We could pose the question, 
How often does Venus and the waning moon rise together at dawn? To be sure, Johnny Turk is still watching over us. There are two URLs embedded in the text version. That's my story, lest we forget. 7388VK4JKL Ham Radio Operational News, it's Contact Sport. I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. All major Australian contest rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website. 2017, May 13-15 mils on the air. VK Shires, June 10 and 11. Trans-Tasman Low Band Contest, 160-80-40. Saturday night, July 15 and start time is 08 hours UTC. And finish time is 14 hours UTC. 10-10 International Summer Contest, August 5 and 6. VK1 Winter Soda QSA Party takes place August 6, 2017, 9am to 11.30am. WA's flagship contest is Remembrance Day Contest, 12th and 13th of August. August 1920, IRRW, the third full weekend in August since 1998. August 26, Alara Contest, start time 1600 hours. This is a 24-hour contest for YLs. 2018, yes, flip your diary to next year. John Well Memorial Field Day will be held over the weekend of the 17th and 18th of March 2018 and will run from UTC 0100 hours on the Saturday until 0059 on the Sunday. So that's the 2018 Moyle. What about this year's recent run event? Well, Dennis Johnson, VK4 AE, our Moyle Contest Manager, is also a rebroadcast of a talk of this, the WIA National Youth Service. So you can well imagine he is one busy bee. Now, Dennis has flat out producing certificates for the winners in this year's John Moore Memorial Field Day. All the results are on the WIA contest page, of course via wia.org.au. Now, with news again on the VK Shires contest, it's to the Great Southern Land and VK5PO. Thanks, Felix. Well, the time for this year's VK Shires QSO party is approaching. It is not a backyard party. <laughs> but a contest for everyone that wants to activate their local government area. Participate and do some real operating and get chasing those VK Shires whilst enjoying our hobby. The 2017 VK Shires QSO party is held on the weekend of the 10th and 11th of June and promises to be a big one. The contest is on all bands that a VK standard licensee can operate and the low bands are in great shape right now. Single side band and CW can be used and further information can be sourced by joining the VK Shires Facebook page. So send a friend's request and get on board and find out your particular Shire or local council area designator. I would also like to mention the software VK Contest Logger, which is a perfect logging program for the VK Shires QSO party. So Google VK CL to find it. It's great software and it's free too. So warm up the linear, break out the voice gear, maybe wipe the dust off your key, load up VK Contest Logger and get ready to enjoy the VK Shires QSO Party 2017. This has been John, VK5PO. See you in the VK Shires QSO Party on the 10th and 11th of June. The annual Mills on the Air event that encourages portable amateur radio operation at Mills will be held on the weekend of May 13th and 14th. So far, nearly 50 Mills are registered with the Danby Dale Amateur Radio Club. V4 
VK5WA News reporter on 10 metres, Jeff, VK5HEL, joins us. May 13th and 14th. This is a reminder that next weekend is the International Mills on Air event. This year Australia is taking part for the first time. The Central Goldfields Group will activate Anderson's Mill at Smeaton in Victoria as VK3BI on 80, 40, 15 and 10, as well as VHF, IRLP and UHF, and also Echolink. Also, the Lower Murray Amateur Radio Club in VK5 will be activating Dunn's Mill in Mount Barker on Saturday the 13th and Sunday the 14th of May as VK5ALM. So, listen out, drop in or give us a call. Mills on the air, next weekend, 13th, 14th of May. I'm Jeff, VK5HEL. Finally, Raw, Rotarians of Amateur Radio in Australia are working well and hit the HF bands for three months from last 26th of February. Their super special event call sign, VI100TRF, highlights the Rotary Foundation's work over the past 100 years. But call ends May 26th. For VK1WA National News, I'm Felix VK4FU QNingham. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. A look at Amateur Radio Magazine edition for May. The cover has young people fox hunting and inside is the story on the school holiday program by Trevor VK5ATQ and Stuart VK5ST that was run by Adelaide's North East Radio Club. The WIA election results are covered by the returning officer and mentioned in the WIA presidential notes and the editorial. There is a report on the WIA AGM weekend in Handoff, South Australia, including use of the special VK5 Whiskey Oscar Whiskey and VI5 Whiskey Oscar Whiskey call signs. Have you booked yet? Sounds very interesting. In technical articles are the L-Match QRP antenna coupler by Peter VK5YE and a Qagi 70cm beam from John VK6JAH and making homebrew beautiful with e-waste by Carmel VK2CAR, a junk box slant on the reuse philosophy. Among the many special interest reports is contest columnist Trent VK4TS and tips on the operating CW, and also a mini profile on the contester of the month, Chris VK5CP. The WIA is also seeking two volunteers to sell and manage the advertising space in Amateur Radio Magazine, and also be the editor of the annual callbook. Amateur Radio Magazine is the monthly journal of the Wireless Institute of Australia. I'm Barry Robinson, VK3 Papa Victor, and you're listening to VK1 WIA. Hi, I'm Brian, VK3GR, with this week's worldwide special interest group news, beginning with Defence and VK4KG, the amateur radio station based in Townsville's RAAF Aviation Heritage Centre, is planning a number of operations over the next few months. For the 75th anniversary of the bombing of Townsville from Wednesday the 17th through Friday the 19th of May, portable operation from the Anunba bombing site, utilising the original palm tree near the bomb crater as an antenna support. For International Museum's weekends, that's plural, the weekend of Saturday the 17th and Sunday 18th of June and the following, 
24th and 25th of June, operating from the Radio Shack at the RAAF Aviation Heritage Centre. For a Remembrance Day contest, Saturday the 12th and Sunday the 13th of August, again from the Heritage Centre. Now, Antrim and District Amateur Radio Club are collaborating with Mid-Ulster ARC to hold a main activation day on Saturday the 6th of May from the site of the original Y Station at Gilnarok Listening Station. Following publication of George Busby's book, Spies at Gilnarok, there could be considerable interest for this special event, which marks the significance of Gilnarok during the Second World War and later into the Cold War period. A special event station, GB0GLS, has been licensed for operation from the 5th through 11th of May. Now two worldwide special interest groups, Females in Radio and Diane VK4DI, joins the news desk this week, as does Karen KD2GUT. First up, VK4DI. Alara Meet 2017 in Tropical Cairns is on from September the 8th to the 11th, and registrations are now available online at www.alara.org.au. The VK4 Alara Meet Committee members are aiming to make this a meet to remember. This will be a very different meet to the previous ones. We've chosen to mix it up with fun, frivolity and some serious ham radio topics. Mentoring is one thing being focused on as part of the event. Lynn, VK4SWE and myself have been hard at work designing a program to cater to all ages and class of licence. We'd love to meet newly licensed YLs. YLs who've become less active, or those ladies who may be interested in joining the hobby. Ladies, you don't have to be a member of Alara to attend, so if you haven't been to a meet before, this is the one you need to attend. The $500 cost of the meet excludes accommodation, but does cover the evening meals on all three days, most morning and afternoon teas, lunch on Saturday, breakout sessions, as well as the cost of the tours on the Sunday. Accommodation choices and pricing are on the website, and they need to be booked via the meet committee. This is Diane, VK4DI, for Alara. From Cairns to Japan, we look forward and we look back with a club for whales in Japan. The Japan Ladies Radio Society has something special going on, as we learn in this week's report from Amateur Radio Newsline's Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT. Special event station 8N60JLRS began operating in Japan on April 1st, and the celebration won't stop until next March. What's going on? The Japan Ladies Radio Society is marking the long life it has enjoyed since three pioneering female amateurs founded it in 1957 to help that nation's small but rapidly growing population of YLs enjoy life on the amateur bands. According to Yukiko Maki, 7K4TKB, it was quite an adjustment. Once YLs in Japan uh, started to call CQ, there were always huge pileups and a heavy QRM. And it wasn't easy and comfortable for them to have a relaxing, long lag chewing with other YLs in, the, in Japan. And, but it was very difficult to do so at that time. And that was the reason why this club was founded. And it was meant to be the place for Japanese whales to meet and enjoy talking with other whales. Yukiko, who chairs the Radio Society's DX operations, said the group has 160 and 40 DX members. The group's 60th anniversary will also be celebrated at the general meeting of the Japan Ladies Radio Society in Tokyo this summer. Yukiko told Karen, It's going to be great catching up with everyone. 
If you can't get to Tokyo, there's always Special Event Station 8 N60JLRS, now through March 2018. Now the YLs will be calling CQ and listening, so get in there. Worldwide Special Interest Groups IOTA now, OC235. The DX8ZWC operation from Mindanao Islands, which was to be active sometime in April, was called off due to the high terror alert status in the area and with reports of armed bandits. Now, Worldwide Special Interest Groups Radio Scouting and Jota considering participating in Jamboree on the air for the first time and don't know where to start or a previous poor experience leaves you reluctant to become involved again? Listen and learn. Hello, I'm Paul, VK2GX, and in this short news item, I would like to offer a few hints and tips to help in achieving a successful Jota experience for everyone. Tip number one. Setting up and operating a Jota station can be a big commitment for one person. Consider seeking assistance from other local operators or radio club. Tip number two. Make contact with guide and scout leaders as early as possible to allow plenty of time to plan and organise a successful Jota activity. Don't be discouraged if a previous approach to leaders has been declined, as circumstances may have changed. Tip number three. As with most relationships, guide and scout leaders are no different. Don't be discouraged if your offer of a Jota station is not accepted at the first approach. Try to keep things simple and avoid using too much technical jargon. Tip number four. Jamboree on the air should be a joint venture between guides, scouts and amateur radio. The leader's role is to organise the Jota activity and supervise the youth members. The radio operator's role is to set up and operate an amateur radio station, establish and maintain contacts with other Jota stations. Tip number five. Try to establish the number of youth members that will be attending during Jota, as this will determine the resources you'll need for the Jota station. For more suggestions and tips, please visit Jota Australia website, www jota.sgars.org Until next time, 73 from Paul, VK2GX. Thanks, Paul. Uh, in future news items, there will be more information to hopefully make the 60th Jamboree on the Air a great success and event to remember. So listen out. Now heading across to Rescue Radio. Weissen Net, Weissen Queensland, holds a net every Sunday on 7075 kHz from 8.30am, that's 22.30 UTC. The net calls in regular stations and then invites new stations to call in too. If conditions are poor on 7 meg, net control might move around to about uh, 3600 kHz depending on how pliable the net operators are. Mix it with other Weissen ops and call in on the net. Now, talking of calling in, after this WIA news service, when your rebroadcaster asks for check-ins, key the mic, and please tell us who is listening. I'm Brian, VK3GR, signing off for this week. And with that, we'll leave WIA National News for another week. I'm Graham, VK4BB. On the social scene, on the 13th in VK3, Moorabbin and District Radio Club Hamfest, 10am at the Southern Community Centre, Mulgrave, and May 19 in VK, it's the WIA AGM Handorf, just some 25 kilometres from Adelaide. Now, till next we meet, I'm Graham, VK4BB. Walk softly.
from Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.